This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Christy Rosa, Director of IT at Mahaska Health Partnership. Thanks for joining us today, Christy. You're welcome. For starters, could you tell us a little bit about your organization? I understand it's a 25-bed critical access hospital in rural Iowa. Is that right? That's correct. We are a critical access hospital, as it's defined. Um, we, we offer the full continuum of, of medical services for community, things like obstetrics, home health, public health, inpatient, outpatient hospice, mental health, surgical services, physical and occupational services as well. Tell us a little bit about what stage your organization is at in terms of implementing electronic health records, clinical information systems. Following the HIMSS analytics model, we're at a stage three. So we have clinical documentation in probably 90% um, of our clinical areas. We're doing PACs outside of radiology. Uh, we have a lab, a pharmacy, radiology interfaces, um, implementing document scanning. Your organization recently implemented a single sign-on system from Improvada paired with two authentication technologies. So tell us a little bit about what prompted this investment and how the various technologies work together. What happened was after the High Tech Act was put in place um, over a year ago, we reviewed kind of where we were at um, with, with HIPAA compliance and ensuring compliance with those and seeing what impact that would have on our organization and um, understood from, from that review that, you know, we needed to tighten things up a bit. And so in doing that, um, we got some feedback from clinicians and kind of took a look at how what we were proposing would impact patient care at our facility. And that's what kind of led us to the path of, you know, gosh, this is going to have a real big impact. Uh, what, can, what can we do? What can we do to ease that burden of tightening down authentication and securities on our clinicians? Describe for us how you're using uh, fingerprint scanners. Why did you select this biometric technology over other authentication methods for use inside the hospital, and how did you decide which brand of scanners to use? Well, when we when we kind of went through our review and understood that we needed to implement some technologies to help those clinicians, we looked at um, single sign-on technology and in doing that, what the actual method for authentication would be and talking with our clinicians um, about some options available, the fingerprint scanners were by far their preference. Um, we, we looked at different things such as smart cards as well and decided to go with something that you can't lose, right, for clinicians. So that's kind of what led us to fingerprint scanners that, you know, those clinicians don't have to carry anything extra, they don't have to do anything extra, uh, they can just place their fingerprint on the reader and that can be their authentication. What brand of fingerprint technology did you end up using and how did you select that one? We looked at a number of them and ended up going with the Improvada's recommended, the UPEC brand. Um, really, the, the main reason is just being they're very compact, portable as well. As we've got a number of mobile um, laptop devices and clients that we're using in some of our inpatient areas. And so that really worked well with the technologies we had in place. Have you had to make any adjustments to the technology as you rolled it out in terms of improving its reliability? Some folks say you know, fingerprint readers sometimes are a little bit difficult to use. You know, we have pretty good success with them um, in the winter months. You know, we have a little more instances of folks, you know, when their fingerprint fingers get cracked and dry, 
since we're in the, the Midwest, and so the, the winters can cause that often. And so we have uh, maybe a little bit lower success rate with the fingerprint scanners in the winter, but um, for the most part, working very well. We do have, you know, a handful of clinicians that just don't use the scanners at all because their fingerprints just don't ever seem to take a good read on those. But the vast majority of, of the clinician population here, it's very successful. Describe how you're using tokens for authentication when clinicians access information systems remotely. Again, why did you select that method over other options for remote access? And how did you choose the type of tokens you're using? We're using RSA tokens uh, through a Juniper SSL VPN system, and um, we, we chose the tokens because we were looking to achieve two-factor authentication um, as part of our security strategy. And so we chose the, the RSA token brand um, basically just because of industry reviews and the positive responses that we've heard from other customers on that authentication solution. Tell us a little bit about who can access what systems remotely using the tokens. The main audience that we were targeting is physicians, and so how that looks is the physicians have the tokens that they carry with them when they're off campus, and they can get on any internet connection, and using their token as well as their password to achieve the two-factor authentication, then they can access our EMR through that SSL VPN system. And the token generates a, a randomly generated code of some sort that they have to type in? Yep, that's correct. So they've got a PIN, so something that they know, and then the token is something that they have. So how are all these technologies, single sign-on, biometrics, tokens, helping you to comply with HIPAA and the High-Tech Act, as you mentioned was the goal at the beginning? It's helped us to achieve those without significant impact on our clinicians, and that's really what we were going after. I mean, it's you know it's fairly clear from the regulations um, as well as as a security strategies of what you need to do, but how do you implement that without negatively affecting patient care? So that's really what we were focusing on is how we can make that process and the high level of security and authentication needed um, from the industry without having such a big impact on, on our clinical staff. So what advice would you give to other small hospitals that are considering implementing authentication technologies but are very concerned about the cost involved or their ability to implement it. How are you able to pull it off? As a critical access hospital, and, and I'm sure all hospitals as well, but certainly critical access, um, you know, the cost of these types of technologies is a big concern to us. And what we ended up doing is using lean practices um, to help us understand really what impact the changes we were planning on making and tightening down on some of our security would have on, on the clinicians. And so we use lean time study practices to understand how much the clinicians would be impacted, I mean, in real minutes, and, and converted that into cost. And when we, when we completed that study, it was very clear that the time savings that were be experienced by our clinicians from implementing this technology paid for the software. So it was a very easy decision after that. Describe for us how it saves time. What was the old way of getting access, and how is this quicker? Well, we can take an example maybe down in our lab. So we have multiple workstations used by multiple users down in our lab environment. And when we made some of our security changes, it was important that our clinicians, you know, they make sure that they're logging into the computers as themselves. They're not sharing logins. They're not sharing passwords. Those computers are logged in, um, authenticated back to each individual independently. And so what this software does is it will allow those people to um, fast user switching, really. So one clinician can walk up to 
um, a computer and log into a particular patient record in the EMR. And then they can just hit one key and leave that computer and then go process one of the instruments in the lab. And another clinician can come up to that same computer and lay their finger on the reader and it'll log them in in the exact same place that they left off the last time they were at the computer. So every clinician down in our lab, for example, can log into that computer at the same time and see exactly the same spot they left off in their EMR. So without that technology, the impact that we would see is each clinician would have to walk up to the computer, they'd have to hit Control-Alt-Delete, they'd have to enter their username and password, they'd have to wait for the computer to log them in, they'd have to fire up their applications, and when they were done, they'd have to close it all and log out of them. So that time savings um, is very significant in those shared workstation areas. Any other advice you'd give to other small hospitals that are just starting down this road? I think it's a great idea to really take a look at the cost savings that you're going to achieve and, you know, really the employee satisfaction and improvement to patient care that can be experienced by implementing some of these technologies to offset um, the impact of tightening down on securities and ensuring compliance with regulatory agencies. Thanks very much, Christy. We've been talking today with Christy Rosa of Mahaska Health Partnership. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.